Okay, so it's no secret to those close to me that I'm mildly obsessed with Sarah Blakely. I have listened to nearly every interview of hers and could tell you her Spanx creation story backwards and frontwards. I know her favorite snack is Cheez-Its, she's afraid to fly, and I've listened to How to Be a No Limit Person by Wayne Dyer twice and I just downloaded it last month, and that's a book that she referenced in one of her interviews. <laughs> but what resonated with me most initially about Sarah is that she started out in door-to-door sales, like me. Uh, she sold fax machines like a boss for seven years, and I actually had a short stint where I sold fax machines business to business too. But the fax machines gig was it was, it was short lived. Um, and the other remarkable thing about Sarah is that she took five grand of her own money and invested it in a product she created out of thin air. And then through lots of personal hustle and commitment, she had no outside investors at any point. She created a billion, yes, billion with a B dollar business. Now, not only does she run a highly successful business that serves the needs of women worldwide, but she's also a mama to four young babies and a big time contributing philanthropist having pledged to donate half of all her wealth to philanthropic efforts. And with all that said, I'm sure you kind of understand now why I'm a huge fan, right? In today's training, I'm gonna walk you through the top five things that Sarah Blakely has done over the course of her business life that has really set her apart as a saleswoman, creator, and founder of a billion dollar brand, and how you can apply these five principles to your sales or business endeavors. One, Sarah Blakely's mindset. As we know, mindset is everything. It's where every endeavor begins. It's where every action begins. What the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Napoleon Dynamite. And Sarah actually talks about the power that visualization has had in her success and the power that embracing failure has had as well. And I wanna address both of those points, visualization and embracing failure because they're both key components to a winning mindset and I've seen the power of both of them in my own life when working towards and achieving big goals and breaking sales records. Okay, so let's first address embracing failure. As a young girl, Sarah's family would sit around the dinner table and one of the first questions her dad would ask her and her brother was, how did you fail today? And he would congratulate them on trying and learning as a result of their failure. From this experience, Sarah learned from a really young age that failure is the only way to grow and to learn and that failure is something that should be embraced and not shied away from. And as a saleswoman or a small business owner yourself, when striving to do unprecedented things, things that have never been done before or that you've never done before, you're going to experience what appear to be obstacles, setbacks, or rejection, and learning to get into a regular practice of pivoting, learning, and growing will serve you and your business tremendously. This also includes a shift in perspective around rejection, because reality is rejection is just another form of a failure, quote unquote failure, and it's another experience to learn and grow from. Additionally, from my perspective, rejection, if you channel it positively, can be a source of fuel. That's what it's been for me. Like if I get enough no's or somebody's rude to me on the doors, I'm like, oh hell no. <laughs> and I just work harder and I use it as fuel to keep me moving forward, which is a foundation for a winning mindset. 
And so we've talked about embracing failure. So now let's address the other aspect of her mindset, which is visualization. And Sarah says that one of the greatest ways she developed a winning mindset and sustained positivity, even during the challenging times was visualization, visualizing what she wanted to see come into her reality. And she also shares how many of the things that she regularly visualized did not come to pass until years after she began the visualization. For example, she began visualizing sitting down chatting with Oprah 15 years before it became a reality, 15 years. And there's science behind the power of setting mental intentions and she's proof of its power. That again, what the mind of a woman that can consistently conceive and believe she can and will achieve. Number two, see a problem and instead of getting mad about it, improve it. I read an article recently that quoted Sarah Blakely's brother sharing what he believed was the number one thing that has brought both him and his sister Sarah success in their entrepreneurial endeavors. Yes, her brother is a successful entrepreneur too. And that one common denominator is instead of getting angry about a problem, shift your mindset into becoming a problem solver. Sarah's brother Ford developed an app to improve communication with business and consumers after wishing that he could text his morning coffee order to his favorite cafe instead of standing in line to wait for it. So he created the app. He solved his own problem and it turns out that this idea and creation filled a major need in the market which in turn has increased convenience for consumers and increased business sales as well. Win-win, you just go and you text. And I know that app sounds super appealing to you, so I will leave a link to that in the show notes. But back to how to be a problem solver, Sarah shares that during her door-to-door -door sales days, she was getting ready for a party and needed something to wear under her white pants that couldn't be seen or noticed by anybody else while she was walking away. So she got innovative and cut the toes out of pantyhose to create a quality, more or less garment that, that she was looking for. Of course, she recreated and repurposed it all to make Sphinx, but that was the initial prototype. And after realizing that this prototype could work well, she ran with the idea and decided that not only did she love and need this, but every woman needed this. So she worked to solve her own problem instead of just getting mad about it and choosing not to wear the white pants. She chose to solve the problem and ended up creating a product that has transformed the way that women wear clothes. Now, if you're in commission sales or small business and say, for example, just an example, your online resources aren't providing you with enough quality leads to sustain business. How can you shift your perspective from that of, dang, this sucks, maybe I should quit or whatever, to one of how can I make sh happen? How can I take my business or sales to the next level despite this problem? What can I do? Having a mindset of, there's never a lack of resources, only a lack of resourcefulness, becoming a problem solver. And really as a salesperson or small business owner, that is literally your daily objective is to provide a solution to your client's problems and knowing deep down you have everything you need to do that and that the power lies in your perspective and it lies in your dedication to making happen. It's in solving your own problems and your client's problems and by being dedicated to being 
this problem solver, not just seeing a problem and letting it stop you or piss you off, but rather creating a solution for it. Three, know your audience and be prepared to present your prospects with the facts of what's in it for them quickly. So Sarah Blakely refers to this phrase, what's in it for them, as station W-I-F-F-M. And that's the station nearly every one of your prospects is tuned into. And in order to keep their attention and make the sale, you gotta know who your audience is, what the person in front of you on the phone or online is in need of, and provide them immediately with a quick solution to spark their attention and intrigue so that you can move forward, giving them all the details of how your products will improve their life with their full attention. I've talked about this before. Nobody cares about your products or your business until they know how it will directly benefit them, until they know it is relevant for them to keep their attention. Otherwise, they have a million other things to do and other things to buy. And I will circle back to station W-I-I-F-M again in number four. Number four, hustle and dedication. Dude, Sarah Blakely has so much hustle. Girls got heart to back it up too. But the thing is, there was no plan B for Sarah. It was either she make this Spanx product work or she was going back to the grind of cold contacting businesses, selling fax machines. And after seven years of cold calling businesses, she decided that wasn't her life calling and she wanted more and it was time to make a shift. So she became fixated on making Spanx work, which included a lot of hustle and dedication. Sarah made direct calls to Neiman Marcus and after several attempts to get in touch with their purchasing department, the head of purchasing asked that Sarah send over her a Spanx prototype and that she would give this product a review and get back to Sarah. Sarah, knowing that such a new product, like nothing like it on the market, couldn't simply sell itself, she requested that she fly out to Texas and show the head of product purchasing the Spanx in person. And the woman on the other line agreed. As long as Sarah was willing to pay for home travel, why not? Sure. So Sarah flew out to Texas and began her pitch of Spanx with the Neiman Marcus rep when Sarah realizes she's losing this woman's attention. Again, station W-I-I-F-M. So quickly thinking on her toes, Sarah works to keep this woman's interest and asks the rep to come to the bathroom with her where Sarah shows her in person what her white pants look like with Spanx on and without. This visual presentation immediately sold the Neiman Marcus purchase rep on Spanx and got Sarah Blakely's foot in the door. And when I say that Neiman Marcus deal only got Sarah's foot in the door, I mean just that Sarah got the deal but continued to hustle her product to be sure it was seen and purchased and not just sitting on Neiman Marcus shelves. And how she did that was that she would stand in Neiman Marcus and sell her product, deciding that she wasn't going to just like leave her destiny in the hands of sales associates who didn't really understand the power of her product. So she set out to train and incentivize these sales associates, which like nobody asked her to do. Nobody even really gave her permission to do. <laughs> but she went into Neiman Marcus and she like trained and incentivized these sales associates in 
the department where her Spanx were placed and outside of the department that her Spanx were sold in. Then as Spanx began, I mean, it started to sell more because it was getting more exposure because the sales reps understood it and she was hustling it on, on her own two feet in Neiman Marcus. And then as it began to expand to be sold in Neiman Marcus's nationwide, she flew around the nation selling and training, personally training and incentivizing sales associates, again, both in the department her Spanx were sold and outside of the department that her Spanx were sold because she figured that, you know, women who really wanted or needed Spanx weren't gonna go in the pantyhose aisle. It's, she's amazing. She hustled to get her product seen while always keeping in the forefront of her mind, station WIIFM, what's in it for the associates selling her product? hence why she incentivized them. Where are her ideal clients likely shopping? Again, are they all going to the pantyhose aisle? Probably not. And how can she immediately capture the attention of these women browsing or walking by to stop and pay attention to her and her product? Always keeping in mind what's in it for them. Where is my client? Who am I talking to? Now, to parallel this to you female business owners and female sales reps, say for example, you're at an expo or you're at a convention, you're doing booth sales, I've done booth sales, and never did I sit waiting for customers to walk up to my booth. I would stand outside of my booth smiling, offering product samples, engaging people. Prospects don't know what you have to offer, especially if it's something they have never seen before, unless you engage them and immediately tell them why they should give you their attention. What's in it for them? Lastly, five, double down. Many entrepreneurs have mastered the art of being multi-passionate and marketing their multi-passions. While Sarah has created a billion dollar business on the premise of one idea, shapewear, and she's doubled down all her efforts on that. Sarah has shared in multiple interviews that she has an idea list that spans 99 pages long. Every time she has an idea, she sends it over to her assistant and her assistant puts it in this document and it's, it's 99 pages long and she writes it down. And over the past 22 years, if a product was not in direct alignment with her Spanx shapewear brand and concept, she has not pursued the idea except for this like pregnant bellies compilation book that she put together. But that was a pure charity, like all of the proceeds went to charity. So that wasn't really business related, but I digress. So, but Sarah talks about this. She talks about the mindset of doubling down efforts on one idea, one endeavor, and that she has to say no a lot. She says no to anything that's not in alignment with her goals and vision, which is a lot of things, <laughs> especially at the caliber that she's playing at which many women, we are being pulled in lots of different directions for lots of different reasons. So this lesson was a great reminder for me too, to double down on my efforts on what is most relevant to my vision and goal. Double down, don't spread yourself too thin, especially at the beginning. Focus your efforts on one direction and pursue it with all your might. And I'll end with a quote from Sarah Blakely herself. She says, believe in your idea, Trust your instincts and don't be afraid to fail. It took me two years from the time I had the idea of Spanx until the time I had a product in hand ready to sell in stores. I must have heard the word no a thousand times. If you believe in your idea 100%, don't let anyone stop you. Not being afraid to fail is a key part of the success of Spanx.
If you have any additional questions or comments, drop them below this video or connect with me in our growing community for women in sales and small business. And I'll leave you with this. You are powerful and capable. No dream or goal is too big or too silly, whatever that dream or goal may be. And the time is now. Thank you.